We're waiting for the intro to get done playing on YouTube. Let me just a second. Hey, Corey Southworth, Sonia Moore. Good to see you guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to Melissa Begley. And Judith Hezek, good to see you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night show. Magical Monday indeed, Melissa. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Special shout out to Jan Nixon on YouTube. Good to see you here tonight. And all of you guys that are getting your notifications and joining on Facebook. Um, for the people on YouTube, can you give me a shout out on the audio? Does it sound okay to you tonight? I hope you guys had a really happy and fulfilling Christmas. Christmas Day was my birthday. So I'm the big six zero now. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm glad it came and went quietly so that nobody noticed <laughs> that I'm getting so old. Hey, to tell you more. Thank you. Um, now about the dream interpretation shows, I want to tell you a little bit about these. Uh, so what I do, there's a lot of people who want their dreams interpreted, but it would take so much time to do that. Uh, thank you, Sonia. I, what I usually do is I have people email me or message me. Thank you, Melissa. Um, their dreams, especially the ones, I mean, some of the dreams you can kind of figure out what they mean, you know, but there's a lot of dreams that have meanings that are elusive to people. So, what I have them do is either message me or email me those dreams. And then what I like to do, hey, to Sharon Goff and Sandra Lee Small. Good to see you guys. So what I have them do is I have them message me the dreams. And then um, a couple of days before the show, I like to sit down and kind of meditate with those dreams and try to figure out um, what my feeling is that the dreams are. And I do that in sort of a meditative state. And uh, so I print them all out and as you can see, and then I highlight and I make my notes on the paper. So, you know, there is time put into this for free. Okay. Um, so it's important that if you want your dream interpreted, you really need to get these in at least three days before the scheduled show, because I like to spend plenty of time with these. Hey to Betty Coffee, I like to spend a, a pr plenty of time with these and not rush through the interpretation, because if I'm going to do anything, I like to do it correctly and, and right. I don't want to do a quick mash job of it. That's just not the way that I roll. Anyway, just for you guys in future reference, every single dream that I uh, interpret on the show is done anonymously. So a lot of people will 
message me. Don't please don't use my name or who I am. We never do unless the person wants it known on the show who they are. They have to specifically say, please drop my name. But that is a rarity that happens. The 90% of all the dreams here are all anonymous. So you don't ever have to worry about me mentioning who you are, what you do. Hey, this is Cheryl Buffett Campbell. Good to see you tonight. So we've got, let's see, we have five dreams that I'm going to present here. And, um, and I think it is really helpful for you guys to see how I interpret a dream, because then that helps you kind of interpret your own dreams. And this is the last dream that we're going to do for 2021. Because we're about done with this year, y'all. I'm done with this year. I'm, I'm so done with this year. Uh, I just from what I've seen on YouTube and some other places, this has not been a great year for all of us. And, you know, everybody who follows me knows that I had major surgery back in July or June, something like that. So I'm marking this up as a crappy year. Um, okay. And these last few days have been terrible as far as the weather goes. Hey, to Susan Hunter. Uh, has been migraines beyond belief. It's been warm, it's been wet, and uh, that is just a recipe for a headache, which I have now, so I may cut this a little bit short on you guys. Okay, so dream show for December. Here's the first dream that we're going to interpret. Uh, so this person says, I often have dreams about bathrooms that are cluttered or just plain dirty. Once they were cluttered with puppies. Another time they were just filthy. I've dreamed of babies with dirty diapers and of carpets that were, were littered with bathroom waste. Okay, so what I usually do is I read through the dream and then I go back and show you kind of how to interpret this. So this person is dreaming of like filthiness, puppies, babies, waste, and that kind of thing. So uh, when you see the references of puppies and babies, hey, to Tammy Smith-Holt, um, that's sort of an immature type of reference uh, to, you know, an aversion to people acting like immature things like babies, puppies. It, it's a reference to immaturity or immature things. And the reference to cluttered, dirty, filthy, meaning she, this person may feel that people are just, I hate to say it, people are just shitty. You know, having to deal with shitty people, always leaving you to clean up. Um, so that's a really simple uh, dream to interpret. And more often than not, did you know that this is a pretty common dream that people have? And I know this person had an apprehension about presenting it, but it really is a common theme that a lot of people dream about. And so if you have had a dream about a dirty bathroom or feces or filthiness, give us, give us a shout out in the comments so that we can... Um, 
you know, know how many people kind of have this dream because it is really quite a common one. Now, the next dream is at this person says at four years of age, I dreamed of a humongous and ugly green monster. It was in the closet in the old farmhouse that we lived in during our stay in Illinois. It had fiery red eyes and I was frightened. Upon awakening, I jumped in the bed with my sibling. Okay, this is important because this could have been an actuality because a lot of psychic attacks occur when you're asleep, when you're not in, when your conscious mind is not in control of the auric field is a perfect time for some kind of entity to try to oppress or to try to frighten or maybe even to try to attach. So there's two interpretations to this. This could have been an actual entity or a psychic approach where it was seeing where it could maybe attach to the person or, or it could have been that the psyche was trying to deal with negative aspects of maybe greed or waste or decomposition because um, the connotations of green are in the negative aspects are greed, waste, slime, decomposing, that kind of thing. Hey to Jessica and Christina and Brenda Claire. Good to see you guys tonight. So it's either an actual psychic attack or psychic approach, or it could be that her mind was trying to deal with these aspects. Now, one thing that I learned over the years from doing investigations is that when kids say something is in the closet, it usually is something in the closet. Okay, why is that? Because entities do not like you disrupting their energy. When, when you walk through a space, you're interrupting the energetic web and they don't particularly like that. So what they will do is they will pull back to corners, basements, uh, attics, closets where there is no disruption of their energy. Hey to Scott Webb. Good to see you tonight. So um, when kids say that there's something in the closet, nine times out of 10, there usually is something in there. Okay. So the next dream is a person and she's relaying this. She says, at first I'm holding a loving newborn baby. I can even smell the wonderful scent of the baby. Now it's very rare to smell in a dream. The second night, the same holding and tending to a newborn baby. The third night she's on her side in the bed and feels emotion behind her. She turns her head to see two hands holding a pillow moving towards her face. And she says, I know it is an attempt to smother me and I'm trying to yell yell out or fight, but I can do neither and I wake up. Okay. So the first two dreams are indicative of uh, your subconscious is trying to remind you of innocence, warmth, uh, new beginnings, and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so she's tending to this newborn baby in both of the first dreams. Hey to Cindy Hall. Good to see you. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and put them in the comments. I'll try to 
keep up between the two pages. The third night is very different because the third night is it's sort of like a preparation for change. Now, this could be one of two things. And uh, thank you, Cindy. Only the person who had the dream can tell me uh, which one feels more right to them. So the first interpretation is preparation for change. Something in her life needs to either change or it needs to die, meaning it needs to go away and be gone. Uh, the next interpretation would be that uh, something may be trying to smother or suffocate her dreams or she's feeling like somebody is shattering or suffocating her dreams and her her uh, psyche is trying to bring attention to that. So uh, only she can tell me which one of these interpretations is correct. Hey to Missy Bennett Adams. Good to see you tonight. Okay, so the fourth dream, and this is a long one. I'm going to go ahead and read through all of it, and then I'll go back and tell you how I analyze this. So this person is dreaming that they're on a reality TV show having to do with crafting or crafts. And her mother has passed away, but her mother is her partner. And she relays that her and her mother used to scrapbook and make cards and jewelries in the past before her mom passed away. So she was really excited to be there and there are celebrity judges there. And she noticed at one point, all of a sudden, her mother is gone. Okay. And so she is very frustrated and she looks around and everyone else has started, but she, they can't be, she can't begin hers because her mom has disappeared. So she goes to look for her and finds her in the restroom vomiting and sick. And the mother says, I'm fine. I'm okay. But a producer of the show comes in and says, clearly she is not fine and she can't continue with this. And then at that point, the girl realizes that it was true and the dream kind of shifts and goes to something else after that. Hey to Donna Kay. Good to see you tonight. Uh, so the interpretation we'll go over really quick because somebody's got a question on Facebook. Uh, when they get to the part of uh, she's back with her mom and her mom has passed away and they're doing something that they used to do from the past. It gives her a really good feeling. But then she looks over. All of a sudden, her mother is gone. And so her mind is trying to deal with the fact that uh, her mother has passed on and they're not able to do the things that they used to do. Now she goes to look for her mom and she's in the restroom vomiting is sick. And so the mom is saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. And the producer has to step in to say, clearly she's not okay. So what this, what that, subconscious is telling her is that her mother had to leave. She didn't have a choice and that she had a good reason not to be there. And um, another thing is when she looks around and everybody else has started, but they can't begin their project because her mother's uh, disappeared. What that means is her subconscious, she's not prepared for, she wasn't prepared for her mom having to leave. And so that these are probably repeated aspects 
that the subconscious is presenting to her in different ways to try to get her to accept and work through the fact that, you know, she wasn't prepared when her mom left and there's still things that she wanted to do with her that she appreciated that she can't now. So Sonia Moore has a question. How do you recall your dreams? As soon as I wake up, I can't remember, but during my dream, I'm telling myself you have to remember this. Okay, Sonia, you exactly said it in your comment. How do you recall your dreams? It's called dream recall. What I will do on Facebook, I can't do it here on uh, YouTube, but I have a link to, uh, I'll put in the comments in the Facebook section after the show. And it is to my Amazon shop. And on my Amazon shop, I have several different lists of recommended reading. And one of the lists is working with your dreams. And uh, there will be books on that list specifically that show you how to do dream recall. And so it's called dream recall. Um, but there's a specific technique that you have to practice and you will be able to recall every single dream that you have at night. Hey to Monica Overstreet. Good to see you tonight. Okay, let's go over the last one. I know I'm, I'm cutting out a little bit early, but I tell you my head's splitting tonight, kids. Okay, so this is the last one. And it's a long one too, so it's going to take a few minutes. Okay. So let me read you the dream and then I will uh, go back and we'll interpret it. So this person is, she's visiting her primary care doctor and she says this primary care doctor is also her mom's primary care doctor. And she has seen this person since she was about 14 or 15. And her mom had seen this person for about 20 years. And it's a bit upsetting because her mom is in a hospital bed deceased in the room. Now, in real life, her mom has passed on. So at first, the doctor asked some questions that make me feel like she didn't remember who my mom was. But then she quickly got up to speed. She mentioned that she would fill out some paperwork for my mom and for me about short-term disability. And she was asking me about the cause of death, etc. Then another doctor came in who was going to run some blood tests. He asked me a lot of questions as well about my mom's passing. He made the comment that he was still within a nine-day window to be able to have accurate blood tests. I'm not sure what he was testing for. He was really nice, and I told him that my mom had once worked at UK in the Markey Cancer Center. He then left the room. My doctor started to sit my mom up so that she could do some sort of examination of course, my mom was all slumped over and is about to fall on the floor. So I stepped forward to try to help her get my mom back up on the bed. At that moment, my mom opened her eyes and started to say something like, yeah, of course I'm going to fall off the bed. And then she had a big smile on her face. But I don't know what she said for sure, because in that moment in the dream, I was obviously shocked that she had opened her eyes. And I said, Mom, is that really you? Is that you, Mom? It's like I had become aware enough in my dream that I was going to try to talk to her. And I was trying to see if this was just a dream or her communicating with me. But right after I did that, I woke up enough 
that the dream ended. Okay, this is a really good one. Hey to Pam Branson, good to see you tonight. This is a this is such a good one to interpret. So the fact that she is dreaming about, you know, her mom passed away in the bed and the doctors are in there. This is sort of like uh, a rumination over the mother's passing. So she's still having problems dealing with this. Um, now, the one doctor comes in and wants to do blood work and is saying he made a comment that he was still within a nine-day window to be able to have accurate blood tests. The fact that it, they're doing the blood tests uh, and the testing kind of means the person is sort of working through was there anything missed? Was there something I could have done? Uh, did I do everything that I could have? Was there something hidden that we didn't test for? Also, when the doctor refers to a nine-day window, the number nine is very significant because nine represents completion, the beginning and the ending. And it has a connotation of wisdom along with it, which that's her subconscious trying to get her to, to see that this is a natural beginning and ending that things happened and the completion of her life was supposed to happen at that time. Hey, to Sarah Deanne. So uh, anytime that you see specific numbers or specific colors in a dream, that is definitely a specific message to you that you need to look up and pay attention to. Hey to Sam Montgomery. Good to see you on here tonight. Okay, so um, now at the point where her mom is kind of flopping forward and she has to step up to the bed and help the doctor, you know, keep her mom on the bed, her mom opens her eyes. And what that, you know, they say the eyes are the windows to the soul. So what that means is the mother has become aware in the dream and the daughter has also become aware in the dream because at that moment she sees her mom's eyes open and she recognizes the difference. The difference is the mom is interactive and the soul light is coming from the eyes. And she says, is that you? And the daughter becomes shocked at that point. Now, the fact that the mom opens her eyes and becomes aware and then speaks to the daughter, that that's a transition from a regular dream into a visitation. So that definitely, definitely is a visitation. And the opening of the eyes is a signicator to her that, yes, I am still alive. Yes, I'm still here. And, um, she interjects a little bit of humor, the mom does, into the dream because the daughter is really struggling with the fact that she's gone. So when the mom says, uh, well, yeah, of course I'm going to fall off the bed and she's smiling and her eyes are open, uh, that's a little bit of humor here to, to temper the seriousness of the situation that I'm no longer incarnate and physical but I'm still here in spirit. So uh, as soon as the daughter becomes shocked and aware that there's a difference here and this really could be mom and she's saying, is this really you? What happens is that 
that bumps the brain waves up a little bit faster and it shuts off the input and it's and it stops the visitation so the next time the person dreams and she sees this interaction happening as a visitation from her mom it's really important for you as the dreamer to stay calm try to maintain that you know relaxed brain wave that the spirits visit on and that's theta wave of the brainwave state uh, to try to maintain that theta wave state and think about, you know, what it is you want to ask, or maybe do you want to reach out and touch them? Because that's something that you can do in that brainwave state that allows more meaning and uh, it lengthens and deepens the experience as something that you will never forget. Hey to Heather Enos. Good to see you tonight. So let's uh, let's go to our sponsor. Now you guys on Facebook won't be able to see this sponsorship because it's on the other site. But bear with me. We have to give our sponsors a little love to keep the show going. This is Stay Kentucky. It's a staycation site for Airbnbs, restaurants, events, um, all kinds of stuff. If you want to stay in Kentucky, go to staykentucky.com. And we'll let that play a second for those of you on Facebook. Um, I, I haven't even thought to look at what's on for next week. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, it'll be something fun. Let's do something fun for the beginning of the year. I know I've got a, uh, there's a show I want to do on blocking and shielding because not a lot of people know how to do that. And so when I tell somebody, I've got lipstick all over me. When I tell somebody you need to use your blocks and shields, a lot of time they don't know what I'm talking about. And so I thought, you know, I need to do a show on that. But if there is something that uh, you have thought about and you want to know the answer to, just message me. And that could be a future show that we do on, on um, Monday Night Live. So uh, you can message me on Facebook, DM me on Instagram, or just email it in. And on Facebook, I will leave my email in the comments section after the show, along with the Amazon shop link. So you guys have a good rest of the year. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, I let's please pray all of us that 2022 is a little bit better. <laughs> I didn't miss these Sawyers. So let's pray 2022 is a little bit better. And uh, I'm going to leave you with an outro. Kisses from Kentucky. See you guys next Monday night.